This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast where unfortunately we will be discussing Tottenham's trip to Craven Cottage where we've just drawn 1-1 and lost 5-3 on penalties and I cannot believe I'm saying this in August but we are out of the Carabao Cup. Um, I am going to pull up this uh, message straight away from Thomas because it's exactly how I feel. Love Ange but you don't change nine players to start a cup run against good opposition. That is exactly my thoughts right now. Um, now, those of you watching on YouTube, please do send in your comments. Let us know how you're feeling right now. I've got three very special guests to talk about today's game with. We've got channel regular Craig Dearman back with us. Craig, how are you? Um, yeah, not not too happy as, uh, as I'm sure everybody's feeling tonight. But uh, yeah, plenty to talk about. Plenty to talk about. We've also got channel regular and actor um, Darren Hart with us. Darren, lovely to have you back. How are you? Good to be back, my man. I'm I'm okay, and I'm going to try my best to find a silver lining in this madness of today. I'm going to try my best. Thank you very much, and lovely to have you here again. And also channel regular James Black, the voice of Spurs. James, it's been an absolutely mad week for you, of course. You wrote the new song uh, on Ange Postacoglu. Robbie Williams has been singing your lyrics. What a week it's been for you. Yeah, it's been a good week, but it's just nothing. I'm all Tottenham, so I'll swap all that to go through the next rounds, man. But thank you for mentioning it. Yeah, it's been it's been mad, but I'm just still gutted on today. So I was trying to keep up beat. But yeah, thanks for mentioning, man. Yeah, I did write it. Great start to the week. Uh, great start to the last few days and a bit of a tail off here now. James, unfortunately, you were on the show last year when we got knocked out by Nottingham Forest. And I know you and I, we don't like it when we get knocked out in cup competitions, particularly so early. It might be a silly question, but how are you feeling? Um, my bemused, I guess. Bemused. I just don't understand. Um, that, that comment at the start was right. I love Ange, but why make nine changes? 
I thought <clears throat> the way we were playing, we were playing like a cup team these these first three games. Like the, the way that we were just relentlessly attacking with those players. And I think we all know that we would have definitely gone through if we'd have kept that same 11, the way that they were playing, the way they were clicking. So I'm bemused. I don't understand. Like, we've got no Europe. One, someone said that he did it at Celtic, and the way that you have to you play Ange Ball is you have to be able to rest and rotate. So maybe a little bit's down to depth, and he was looking at depth, and he used this competition rather than the FA Cup to see, because you can't play that relentless football and not rotate. And we haven't got the backup players to do it. I can't mention any of them that were the, the new coming that were um, that were great. They were pushing for a first slot. So, yeah, I mean, we got two shots at a trophy. I don't think we'll win the league. We got two shots at a trophy, and now we got one. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just bemused. I don't think that I don't think the Ange honeymoon's over for me. If I'm honest, just on on that, I am angry about what happened. But I don't think the Ange honeymoon's over. I think uh, um, it's just. An oversee, and uh, I think we'll still do very, very well in the league. And and we'll, I still see us getting a Champions League spot the way that we're playing. So my mind's still on that a little bit, but I just I cannot understand why he rested nine players when we're playing so well against a strong team. Craig, let's come to you. I know team selection is going to be a big part of this show, um, but let me get your initial thoughts on the 90 minutes that Spurs play tonight. Yeah, very much same as James. Um, I was a bit bemused by why we made nine changes, and that was essentially why we uh, why we lost the game. But the, the overall ninety minutes was your question, and to be honest, I didn't see anything. It was it was a hard watch. It was we didn't string more than three passes together. I don't think all game there was misplaced passes. There was players not in positions. Richarlison was walking back at one point with his head down. Um, it just seemed like we'd gone back a year and I th- honestly thought Conte was on the bench for one second because it was just it kind of taken me back to that feeling. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying for one second that Ange like Conte. It's just it just had that feeling about it. It was back to that slow, frustrating sort of football that and it, it came down to penalties in the end for me. I think the only way we're going to win it is penalties and of course everything kind of went wrong for us tonight including the choice of ends from the flip of the coin. Um, and Forster, for me, was never going to save any of them. They, you know, three went just to his, his left, or four in the end, I think, went just to his left. Uh, just rolled in, and look, penalties is a lottery, but we, we it's, I feel frustrated, Chris, is how I feel at the moment, overall. Incredibly frustrated, because, as James said, we got two shots at a trophy this year, and Ange come out saying he wants to win them, he wants to win every game. And I just thought we could have gone a bit stronger tonight. I do. Um, I think we should have played more of the first eleven, if you like. And I think we would have would have got over the line. But I think it's important to say, for me, it just kind of stalls the momentum, doesn't it? Even though it's not the same players. It's, it, you know, winning breeds winning. And we were doing so well. And now it's kind of, you know, a bit deflated. As you say, we're out of the one cup competition. I thought we had a really good chance of winning and it's not even September yet. So they're incredibly frustrated tonight. Incredibly frustrated. Darren, I've heard from so many Celtic fans since Ange Postacoglu has been appointed as Spurs boss saying that he will take every single cup competition seriously and he will put out a very strong 11. And of course, you know, you've been on this show many times over the years, you know, over the last few years under various different managers and we have gone out in cup competitions by putting out 
weakened teams. Mm-hmm. The question I want to ask, are you surprised? I, I'm going to be very honest. I wasn't surprised when that change happened because of, I've spoken to a lot of Celtic fans as well. And it was something that you mentioned, James, about how he, and ball is hard. It's a lot of work for everybody. And I think he's still trying to work out our squad. As, as the new manager, we're only three games into the league and then he gets the cup game and he's looked at the players. If you think about our pre-season, and you remember the Barcelona game, when in theory, in theory we played our B team, and they were all getting the process. They were playing the football that he wanted, the movement was great, and they were understanding the system. And I think what happened today was a real shock for him, and hopefully, with the window still being open, it's a real learning point for everybody. Because we did go backwards. A lot of the players played in a system that he's trying to implement. They played in a Conte way. Our midfield three today weren't showing for the ball. They weren't on the half turn like Basuma's been, like Sars been, like Madison's been. The ball weren't coming out of the back. Foster is not the same as Vicario as we can see with the ball at his feet. So lots of elements of the game that for him coaching-wise, he will see and go, that's the stuff I still need to work on. I still feel that that side that he put out should have beat Fulham. Let's be real about Fulham. Fulham don't really have a cutting edge at the top. They've not got a finisher in there. So if you look at their goal, it was an own goal. It was a gift. And every time they broke through, they didn't take their chances. They don't, they're not clinical enough. So theoretically, we drew the game if we look at it on paper. And then we lost it in a lot of penalties. There's a lot of stuff in that 11 that played today that will need to be addressed. And I think the only way you can do that is by playing them. And I know people will be frustrated. It's a cup game. We should have won it. That 11 was capable of winning it. So I don't want to go, Ange made a mistake. I think we've got to start looking at the squad and go, there's individuals now that hopefully Levy have the conversation tonight and goes, I'm going to work my damn hardest to get them out and get you what you need. Because Ange Bowie's going to be hard. He's going to need a bigger squad than the 11 we've got. I disagree with you, Darren. I think that Ange did make a mistake this evening. Nine changes, I think, is too much. But I said, I said this before the game and mm-hmm. I still stand by it. Nine changes is too much. You know, when you want to put a trophy in the cabinet or have a good cup run uh, for this Tottenham Hotspur fan base, and let's face it, we haven't had a trophy at the club for 15 years, 16 if we went all the way to the final in 2024, the FA Cup is now the only trophy to play for. Um, and we didn't have any chances, not even a shot on goal in the opening 45 minutes. You know, when we have played the way that we have during pre-season, complete attacking football on the front foot, etc., etc. Uh, you know, real entertaining football, certainly in these three Premier League games so far. That first 45 minutes, I think you need the correct personnel to be in there to create those chances. And we didn't have it. However, just to come back on that, what I think Ant may have tried to do is the reverse. Because all the players that you would have wanted to come on in an attacking sense were all on the bench. And he brought them all on. And I think what he was basically giving that, that team a chance to go, go and prove yourself. Go and earn your right in the first 11, like they did in the pre-season game. When we okay, started, okay. we were umming and ahhing over, do we start Saar, do we start Skip? Then in today's game, what we had the opportunity, when it wasn't working, which again, you've got to give Ange a little bit of props. He brought on Sun, he brought on Kulicheski, he brought on Madison, he brought on the players to win the game. He went, go and still win it. And Fulham were there to be beaten. Let's be honest. They weren't, they weren't there saying, oh, they're ruling the game. They were there to be beaten. And we didn't take our chances. We didn't do it. So I don't think we can always throw our manager under the bus. I think as Spurs, we're very quick to throw them under the bus. Let's not do that. 
No, no, don't get me wrong. And the viewers or listeners, don't get me wrong. I'm certainly not throwing anyone under the bus, certainly not our new head coach, because I love the way that he uh, he plays and I love the way that he has brought these this fan base together and what he's doing at the moment. Uh, but in this cup game, I just think that he got it wrong. Um, and, you know, let me let me go on to talk about Davinson Sanchez, because Spurs obviously want to offload Davinson Sanchez in the next three days of the transfer window. And, you know, to have him in the starting eleven is a mistake for me. Pierre-Emile Hoybier, you know, there's lots of talk about him possibly going to Manchester United or another club in the next three days. He's in the starting eleven as well. I take on board uh, what you said, Darren, about, you know, players taking their opportunities. I'm all for players taking their opportunities. But if they're looking for moves away and Damson Sanchez is taking a penalty for us, I just, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I think there are so many other players that could have taken those penalties rather than Damson Sanchez. I really don't get that. Um, That's James, character. Let's... Yeah. I think yeah. that penalties is that thing where I would go, why don't certain players take penalties? Because it's, it is down to the individual. I think certain players run from that and Davidson tried to stand up and be the man to do it. And yeah. it's hard to pen it is. It is that lottery. And I felt for him because if he had scored today, we'd have a whole different conversation about him and he'd been the bottle, he showed character, et cetera, et cetera. When he had the ball in his hand, we all feared for the worst. And maybe that pressure is what is in his head too. I feel for him. I do. I really feel for him. He's trying. He's trying way too hard. And I hope he gets a move because I think him being at Spurs any longer is just detrimental to him. And I hope he doesn't go on social media for 72 hours. It, it, it's a fair point, Darren. He stepped up to take the penalty. Some players don't want to take penalties. Fair enough. You know, he's got he's got balls to, to step up and take the penalty. Sadly, he missed. But sadly, more sadly, we are out of this cup competition for another year. And another year, we're not going to be lifting a League Cup. James, let's come to you. Um, I, I feel like it's right to go straight in and talk about the, um, the selection. Four-string goal, the back four is Emerson Royale, Davinson Sanchez, Mickey van der Ven. Ben Davis is captain this evening. Hoybier, Skip, Lacelso, Solomon, uh, Rashalison, Perisic. Of course, Solomon made his first start in a Tottenham Hotspur shirt at his old club, Fulham. Um, only two players uh, played at Bournemouth at the weekend, uh, Mickey van der Ven and Rashalison. The other nine players uh, were, were changed. Subs this evening, it was a very strong bench. Vicario, Romero, Udogi, Basuma, Madison, Saar, Kulisevsky, Son and Scarlett. James, be completely honest with me. When you saw that starting eleven, were you surprised? Yes, <clears throat> extremely. Like I think with, with no European competition, I, I, I was I was surprised. I remember I think I put something on, online about it, and that's when I saw the people have mentioned about the Celtic thing and Ange Bourne, he did this at Celtic, etc. Calm down a little bit. My first thing that I did is I went straight to the Fulham team, find out how many changes they'd made, and they made six of them. Six. Five. Yeah. Uh, it's calmed me down a little bit. Um, it's the, the biggest ones for me was Sanchez. I just don't understand. Um, Davis. I would have put Solomon, Solomon in myself. I don't think he had a good game, to be honest. I'm just being completely honest. I would have put Solomon in. Um, Lo Celso, I thought, would have been better than what he was. I thought he, would, thought he was more capable. He was great in pre-season. I don't think I'd have put Skip in for um, for Saar um, and oh, Basuma. I'd have definitely had Basuma in there. He's been the greatest midfielder. His statistics, the greatest midfielder so far in this season. That was crazy to not have him in myself. One thing that goes against, I suppose, a little bit what I was saying at the start is if Forster was in there, it's not an Ange ball thing, is it? Because that's not a tiredness, I suppose. So maybe we're going back to um, what Darren's saying there. Maybe he was having a look, which I don't really fully agree he should have done and in a competition when we're so starved for a trophy and the, 
the Tottenham way, they, I think he knows this club. He knows we're all itching for this trophy. And I was so um, enamoured of the way he was playing and thinking, this is a cup way. This is brilliant. This is Tottenham. And to not do it in the cup, uh, it's just my mind's boggled. With Davinson Sanchez and the penalty, I think that let's not make too much on that. Because you look at the three out of the four or four Fulham's penalties, they were terrible. Just right next to Forster went straight down the middle. And they weren't, apart from that amazing Thunderbolt one, they they were terrible penalties, really. And it is a lottery. He did stand up. And I think it's down to the selections, down to players. I think they give it up to the players, don't they? They say which ones come forward. So that's good. But I don't think Davinson Sanchez's performance was any good, if I'm honest. I don't think his performance was the, the, the stray balls. And he was getting beaten down that side quite a bit. So the selection for me was still wrong, but I don't think the penalty we should, um, or his penalty, we should go mad on. Basically, uh, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going back to my original uh, where I'm bemused. I'm not really completely let down. I'm not thinking this is oh, terrible and etc. I'm just bemused that that's happened uh, after what we've had, and in pre-season leading up to the league games, the pre-season was was exciting. And the pre-season, he was using B-sides as, as such, and it was still exciting. So this is all bemusing. I don't understand what's happened there. I, I don't get the performance. Even with the lesser players, I don't get the performance. Just on Fraser Forster, I think it's worth uh, noting that we probably wouldn't have gone to penalties if it wasn't no. for Fraser Forster. He made a couple of great saves in the game. He was um, our best player, wasn't he, really? Yeah. Craig, um, your thoughts on the starting eleven? Were you surprised? Because, of course, your good friend Ali... Celtic fan came on air, uh, what, some weeks ago, said that he will be taking all of these cups uh, seriously. And many people have said, including a lot of Tottenham Hotspur fans, have said to me, don't worry, Chris, we're out of Europe now. We will take the cup competition seriously because, you know, we've only got one game a week. And when I said um, at the start of the game, I tweeted and said, um, I think that we've made too many changes here. People said, yeah, but the, the players are tired. These are professional footballers. They should be able to take two games a week, surely. My 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 sentiments exactly. I mean, we are out of Europe, and if that was a European game, because European games played in the week, what are you going to do? Play a weakened team if you're in the Champions League? You're not going to do it, are you? So the players would have to play. For me, he should have gone more or less the eleven we played at the weekend for me, because you know we got an international break in a couple of weeks, so you know they'll get plenty of rest. The ones that aren't going on national duty. So for me, it, as I say, I'm incredibly frustrated with it and I do think Ange got it wrong tonight it's too many changes we, we lost that fluidity um, it's not just about the individuals it's about the team that's been gelling and bonding together you know Bissouma's a massive loss in it you know, as James hinted out there one of the, one of the major ones for me was Forster I, I, I really don't get why you can't play Vicario because the goalkeeper's not exactly going to be tired, is he? So, for me, I didn't see the point in playing Forster. It seems to be this trendy what, what, thing that people do now, you know? What is it, Craig? Why on earth do every single Spurs head coach do this in recent seasons? They all seem to have done it. I know. Pochettino, I know. Jose Mourinho, Antonio Conte, now and Postacoglu. I tell you, it's so frustrating. It is so frustrating. And if you're talking just about the keeper or the team, there, Chris, changing the up. Team. You're talking about the I, whole team. Yeah. I, I get some of the players changing. I, I would have understood three, four, even five changes. When you're changing virtually the whole team, nine players out of 11, and don't get me yeah. wrong again, I love Ange Postacoglu. 
I tell you what, the, the three games so far in the Premier League have been amazing. I've loved the football. I've loved the atmosphere. I've loved what he has done at his club. But I just don't get changing nine players when we are facing a Premier League team away from home. I just don't get it. Totally, totally agree. If it had been a lower league opposition, I could probably understood it. You know, League One, League Two team. I just don't get that decision tonight. Um, personally, I'd have gone strong. I think I think you can certainly, like you say, you could have brought in Solomon. You could have started Solomon. You could have uh, given uh, Skippy a run in the middle, but kept kept the core of that team. You know, um, it, I, the only word I've got is frustrated. It, just watching that game tonight, it, it was just like I say, we can win two competitions and we're out of one now. It's you know, are we going to be the same in the FA Cup? I, I just don't get it, I don't get it at all. I personally, if it had been me, I'd have just gone strong and, and, and got the game one. You could start, I don't see why you couldn't start with a full strength team, get the game one, and then take those players off. I've always said that. I never understand this changing from the start. Get the game one and then give the players a rest, you know, because it's a lot harder to get back into the game and change how the game's going when you start like we did, which was dreadful. Um, yeah, incredibly disappointed tonight. Incredibly disappointed. Darren, let's come to you. Postacoglu, in his press conferences in the last couple of days, has stated that he, he chooses a team that he thinks is going to win the game. Do you think we were strong enough? Um, tonight with that starting eleven, because I take on your 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 view, and I've said this for many years under various different head coaches that these players, when we play cup games and they come in, they've got to grab their opportunity. Now, when you're giving opportunities to the likes of, and I'm sorry for picking him out again, Davinson Sanchez and Pierre Mihoibier, I only pick them two out because it looks like they are on the verge of leaving the football club in the next three days. When it's such an important game of us staying in a cup competition which should be winnable. You know, we've got two chances to win a trophy this season or go far in the competition and have a good cup run so the fans can really enjoy a good cup run. Don't you think we should have gone stronger? Two, I think there's two tiers to that. Like, if I, think, if I think he should have went stronger, yes, I do. If I think about the players that he played, was that team good enough to win that game? Absolutely they should have been. Because you look at the players we spoke about the weekend, Madison was a potential doubt. We were all, if LaCelso played, we were like, yeah, great. He had a great preseason. LaCelso should be able to do something. He kept Richarlison in to give him confidence. He's trying to get the goal that he got today, trying to boost him. Everyone's been calling for Solomon to play. He played Solomon today. Everyone's been talking about the skip Pepe Sardabe. He gave skip minutes. So there's, there's individuals on that pitch that were given an opportunity and they could knock on the door to play at the weekend. So it wasn't like he went and was going, oh, I've, I've got to go to the bottom of the barrel. But what we're realising, what he's realising, is this squad is still very fragile. Davidson Sanchez playing there, absolutely. If he's out the door, then he's got to try and get him out the door. But if he's staying, he's got to try and integrate him into the way we're playing. So they're trying to play in with Van, we're trying to build something maybe, just in case Romero gets a knock. So we've got, we're still very new in our new era. And we've still got to let things settle in. And I think it's unfortunate that this cup game has come and the cup game has been lost. And he's, he's got to try stuff. He's got to try players out because if he doesn't and they come in, it's going to be problematic. Every manager in the league is, is swapping their team for the cup. Let's be honest. Every manager does it. And I don't know why, but it's their philosophy. They're all doing it. Fulham did the same thing. They made six changes. So that Fulham side that played Arsenal, that didn't play great and got a draw, 
We were playing a weaker version than that. We should have won that game. We The players did not perform well enough. A lot of individuals, not just Sanchez, from front to back, have to take ownership of a very bad performance. Emerson Royale was non-existent. Davis was non-existent, all playing the inverted fullbacks. They weren't there. There was no out ball a lot of the time. So there's a lot to look at. There's a lot to learn from today. You learn a lot from a defeat. Sadly for us as fans, it comes in a cup game when there's only two cups and we could win one. I hear it. <clears throat> I'll tell you what, though, Darren, you talk about nine changes or six changes. That is hell of a difference. That, that, that could be the difference of Romero, Madison and Son in your team. Yeah, but and then also people on the flip side, if if one of them gets a knock or something like that, there's so many there's so many elements about the game that as a manager you have to live and die by. And what I would say is I think Andrew's going to come out and be very honest. And if you said Chris, if he has felt like he's messed up, he's going to hold his hands up and say I've messed up. We're not going to get a coded um, press conference where he talks about talks around yeah. it. He'll be direct. He'll be yeah. real with us, and that's what I hope we get. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um, James, what does the League Cup mean to you? Because, of course, it, it has been so long without a trophy at the football club. Um, do you think that Ange Postacoglu would have learnt from tonight uh, when he approaches the FA Cup to, to perhaps put the, uh, a stronger lineup in the FA Cup? That's one thing I was actually about to say. I, I think, and I do hope so, but I do think that. I think that I think it'll get wind from what the, I think the majority of the Tottenham fan base is going to be united on that was bad, that, that we've got two cups we're going for, we've only got one's gone. And I think that he's going to hear that loud now. I hope hope so. And I think he'll go strong. He has to go strong in the FA Cup. There's just no, just no way not to. Um, so, yeah, I think he'll go stronger in that. But what does the League Cup mean to me? Um, huge. I just want to win a cup. I want to, It's been so long. Uh, I just want to win a trophy. And I think that uh, I'd be quite surprised if Ange doesn't know that's what the Tottenham fans have been crying out for for such a long time. I'd imagine that he does know about that. Going back to why does every manager do it, and I'm going to be a little bit cryptic with, with, with this side of things, but I think it could possibly become contractual still about like placings and monies and bonuses and cups. Again, I don't, I just don't know, but could it be? I didn't think Ange would fall into that trap maybe, but it could still be what his employer's saying that he needs to be doing and what he needs to prioritise uh, in terms, because I just don't understand the nine changes. Um, so maybe that that's a bit of reasoning. I don't know. But the League Cup to me, yeah, it's massive. It's huge. Like, it's not as big as the FA Cup, but this season, it's the next one down because uh, we're not going to win the Premier League. So it's, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's very, I'm, I'm devastated with it. But, but like I said, again, I'm more bemused that it's happened, that these nine changes have happened and we're out of the cup. I just don't understand it. I do, understand, I do say that that, that that team is possibly on paper, and I don't play that still should have won, but the performance of these how many times have we? How many times have we said that, James? Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, crazy amounts. But listen, I, I am, uh, if we was on here, Talking about even a loss of a league game, I wouldn't feel as bad as I feel right now. Yeah, because, I agree. Because we're out of a cup, and yeah. we've only we haven't got no Europe, so that is that's hurt. And yeah, I, but maybe I'm saying what Darren's saying. I think I think we'll get the the press conference that's honest. I do believe that we're not going to get this nonsense that we've had for the last couple of managers. I, I think we're going to get 
and honest press conference. And you got we got to remember this again. Not for me because we're out of the cup, but he did say at the very start, he said, there's going to be bumps. We've got to go with this together. I'm going to be making mistakes at the start. Something along those lines. When he was saying there's bumps in the road, it's a new era. So I do, I don't feel like this at the minute. Even as I'm talking, I don't feel like this, but I do think I will calm down in a few days and think that this is the start of a long era that I'm going to buy into. He's just made mistakes with these, with these nine changes. That is, it still bemuses me. I hope I feel the same, but I tell you what, having no European football this season and being out of the Carabao Cup in oh. August, it, feel, it, it don't feel good, Craig, does it? No, it don't. And, you know, we're out of it before West Ham even start playing in it. And that's, that, just let that sink in, you know. Um, you didn't need to say that. No, you didn't. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't, but, you know, it's the harsh facts, isn't it? You know, yeah. we're, we're out of it before some people are even in it. So that's the way it is. Um, the, the League Cup itself for me doesn't, you know, I'm not the FA Cup is the one for me that holds kind of special memories but as James said, it's a cup it's something that we're all desperate for um, I, I just thought he would, I hope I hope that he hasn't um, been told from above, look, league position is more important than a cup, we rest the players I can't, don't think he would fall into that Ange doesn't seem that sort of character to me he, he, he seems to be the, the sort of person that would turn around and say Look, I picked the team, mate. You know, don't tell me how to do my job. And I think he probably genuinely, like like um, like Darren said, genuinely thought that those players on the pitch tonight would do a job, and they clearly didn't. Hoybier didn't look like he wanted to be there. Um, he's in the engine room, and uh, you know his job. That position is one of the most important positions on the pitch, and he just wasn't wasn't at the races tonight. Um, Interestingly, when he took Lacelso off, I'm, I'm sure you'll come on to it, Chris, but that, that was telling, wasn't it, that he replaced him at half-time with Dane Scarlett. That was another funny sort of substitution for me, but I'm sure we'll come on to that. But, uh, I'm, sorry yeah. to, I'm sorry to sound a bit moany and whingy about this tonight, but, but you talk about the team selection and about league being more important. We played Burnley on Saturday and then it's the international break. Exactly, yeah. It's not, it's yeah not that's like, what I mean. It's not like there's a massive amount of games coming up. So no, that, that's what I mean. Would that lead us into then thinking that it is go back to what Darren was saying earlier, that he was looking at these players and believed in these players, but we haven't got the strength in depth. Maybe it is, maybe it is that. Maybe he did believe that those players would, would go through. Uh, maybe it isn't resting then. Because you're right, Chris. We, we've got the international break straight after. And I don't know. Um, I hope he's going mad in that dressing room there. Oh, hopefully. That's just it. You know, it's not like we've got a game Saturday, then next Tuesday or Wednesday and then Saturday again. It's like one more game and it's an international break. You know, so for me, I'll come back to what I said before. You could have gone strong. You could have played that 11 that started on Saturday. Um, Very strange. Very strange. Darren, let's come to you. Uh, now, the 6,400 fans in the away end this evening uh, from the very first minute were singing Ange Postacoglu's name. Of course, you haven't been on the uh, show for some time. Uh, what have you made of the appointment of Ange Postacoglu, what he's brought to the club so far? I think it's been brilliant. I think as, as the fans have been singing, we've got our Tottenham back. I think he's brought back the camaraderie with the fan base, with the team. The style of football is what we've been crying out for. Um, it's a breath of fresh air. And like I said, his honesty. That, that open communication, 
also the way in which he wants to connect the fan base and the style of football and the players. He really is, he's trying to be the glue to it all. And it's great to have somebody like that. It really is great. And I think that's why today is, and I feel you, Chris, I really do. As I was getting ready to come on, I could feel the pain and the, and the, the, the upset that we're all going to feel tonight because as fans, we want to celebrate our club. We want to see our club victorious. We want to see our club winning stuff. And it doesn't matter what it is right now. It's that winning, as Craig, you said at the beginning, winning, it breeds something. When you win a trophy together, that team spirit, it's just enhanced in a way that you can't, you can't write, you can't understand unless you do it. And I think Andy's still very much a part of that journey. And I really... Really, I've been impressed. I've been very impressed. Those first three games. And I think also today, what has impressed me about what Ange has done in the first three showed again today, because what Basuma was doing, what our back four has been doing, what our system has been doing, when you see it not being executed well, you see how good it really is. And that's what we saw today. When it was not done well, you can see the problems in it. But when it's done brilliantly, like it has been done for the first three, if we continue with that vein, it could be great. There's a bigger cap upwards than there is downwards right now for this first side. I'm going to try and keep looking up. I'm going to try. Yeah, I, I must admit, I feel the same as James, and I always do. When we go out of a cup competition, no matter what cup it is, I feel more gutted than than, than if we'd have lost a league game. I really do. I, I just hate Absolutely. going out cup competitions, especially when we make so many changes, which, in my opinion, we shouldn't have done. Um, comment on screen now from Rhythm2671. Uh, I think we should have gone strong. In my opinion, we were up against a Premier League team, not a Championship team. We shouldn't have made that many changes. Completely agree. Um, James, let's come to you. At the very start of the game, uh, the Spurs fans were singing Mickey van der Ven's name and giving um, Richarlison a little bit of confidence by singing his name. Um, what have you made of Mickey van der Ven uh, since he's signed uh, for Spurs? Oh, brilliant, if I'm honest with you. Brilliant. And one bit that I sort of start, I mean, I don't really want to go too much on the positives because I don't feel that. But the thing I sort of start when he, he caught up Traore. And I don't think anyone oh, yes. ever done that. I've never seen that. So for the first time, I saw his raw pace. I know he scored two own goals now. And I know the unlucky deflection and stuff like that. But I think he's absolutely brilliant. And I think that partnership with Romero, which it should have been tonight, uh, hasn't conceded a goal yet, has it? The two of them together? They haven't conceded a goal whilst they've been on the pitch together, I don't think, them two. Romero and Van der Ven. Still, and um, but yeah, that I think Van der Ven's in, in, incredible, and they should be singing his name. Um, yeah, it, amazing. He's not just the pace. I just think the way that he plays. Again, he reminds me of Batongan, uh, and we haven't had someone like that for such a long, long time. Um, so yeah, it reminds me of Batongan. I think he's brilliant. Craig, let's come to you. Of course, Fulham had a couple of chances early on in the game, uh, but Tom Kearney turning Sanchez inside out. In the 19th minute, crossing and then Van der Ven putting in his uh, own net. Unfortunately, um, credited as an own goal. What did you make of uh, that move from Fulham? Seemed very easy. It did seem far too easy. And like you say, Sanchez became Sanchez again um, for, for, for that period of time. Um, like you say, turned inside out, ball come across. It was just an unlucky uh, goal, to be honest with you. Um, I can't remember if there's anybody behind him that would have put it in and it not sort of hit his foot. But um, it just goes to show how good our defence has been over the last, certainly the last two games. Um, I don't think Emerson played, played particularly well tonight either, to be honest. I thought he had, a, he had quite a poor game, sadly. Um, 
it, it just it comes from the front. It, you know, the balls were bouncing off some players, like Richarlison again, I come back to, I hate to dig him out, but you've, it just goes to show how um, a certain player that we sold to Bayern Munich, how good he was and just holding the ball up and now the ball stuck to him like, like Velcro. You know, there was times tonight when Richarlison just couldn't keep hold of the ball. Um, and and that's, where it, that's where it came from tonight. A lot of their chances, it was cleared, but we weren't holding the ball. And like I said earlier, we couldn't string two or three passes together. And going back to what James said, it's, it, it, oh, I thought it might have been Darren, actually, sorry to misquote one of you. I can't remember which one of you said it, but about when this, when this Ange ball doesn't work, it shows you how good the players are that do do it. Yeah. And tonight we didn't do anything particularly well, did we? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, yeah, not good all round, Chris. Darren, let's come to you. Ange Postecoglou on the defeat today. Uh, we weren't our fluent best, particularly early on, and not surprising given the changes that I made. Many different ways you grow as a team, and we showed real character to hang in there. Second half, we had our moments to win it, and then we lost on penalties. So you have to wear it. What do you make of those comments? I think that's a man who is frustrated, is annoyed by the players, is definitely annoyed by their performance and has taken slight ownership in, I made changes and that's where the fluidity wasn't there. And I think they're all, they're all going to get absolutely ruined in the changing room. And I think on the training pitch, he's going to ruin them. And I think he's, I think he's learned so much from this. And I, I say you learn more from a defeat than you do a win. And I think there's a lot that was learned today. Like we spoke about Richarlison at times, the ball doesn't stick to him like glue. And I think what you saw today was our midfield was non-existent for so many times. Our back two, whenever Van had it or Sanchez had it, they weren't on the half turn like Basuma's been. They weren't on the half turn like Sarah Madison had been. They were getting it and just pinging right back to them. Midfield straight back to the centre half, midfield back to the centre half. And it's there was no build-up play. There was no there was no fluidity in the game. And I think that was frustrating. If you watch Angie in the first half, as I was, he was livid with them. He was livid on the touchline with what was going on. And he's there trying to push them through. And I think it was frustrating. And I think it's a frustrating night for all of us. Absolutely all of us. And I think that press conference there is a man who's holding his tongue because I think the players got, they got it more than we're going to get it. And I hope that we see a real change this weekend because some of them may be involved and a, a lot of the ones who ended up in the 11 will be involved. I hope we roast them and I hope we get the performance we need. Darren, I want to stay with you. I want to talk a little bit about Richarlison because uh-huh. uh, he's had it pretty hard, I, I would say, from a number of Tottenham Hotspur fans in these opening uh-huh. three Premier League games. Of course, he's not scored. Uh, in the 27th minute, he lost the ball far too easily, in my opinion. And Postacoglu, as you rightly mentioned, he didn't seem very happy and shouted over to Richarlison. I would love to have known exactly what he said, but it was... I, I reckon it was something like, come on, you know, yeah. polite, yeah. a polite come on. Um, and then in the 37th minute, Richarlison had a shot blocked. What have you made of his time at Spurs overall? Of course, he had a number of problems last season. Injury problems didn't feature that much under Antonio Conte. Um, do you think that he will come good this season? Do you think he's going to be banging in the goals for Tom? I think... I'm going to stick my neck on the line for Richarlison right now. And Spurs fans, feel free to tell me I'm wrong if it's there, but I don't want to be wrong, so I'm going to stick my neck out. I think he is going to come good. I think Richarlison is a player who plays with the highest level of confidence and anger in his body. 
when he's there, he is a beast. And we've seen it in the World Cup. We've seen him against many opposition. He played with a certain level of fire, very similar to how Romero plays at the back. And what I'm watching in Richarlison is he's trying way too hard to get that goal. And I think one thing happened today that we can take a positive. He got a goal today. He got a goal today and he got it from across. He was in the right place. He, he, he made the run. And I think the halftime substitution of Celso coming off and Dame Scarlett coming on was a real interesting one for me. Because what it also did for Richarlison, if I watched his body language when Scarlett was on, he suddenly had someone who was playing a lot closer to him because Dame Scarlett was basically, I'm coming for your spot. And Richarlison was a little bit more pumped. He probably got ruined in the dressing room. And when he got his goal and he came off, I think for him, one thing is now off his shoulder. He has a goal. He may not be in the league, but he has a goal. That's a little bit of pressure off. And I hope that he just starts to gel because I think he spoke about him and Madison little bit by little bit, finding their feet together. And today, he didn't have Madison. He had Lo Celso. And Lo Celso was lukewarm today. Our midfield, were, midfield was lukewarm. So he wasn't getting it. And like you said, Craig, he was trying to win the balls when they were pumped long to him. And they were just bouncing off him. It was pinball up there. And I hope that we start to get it. I hope that we play more to his strengths. We get more balls crossed in. And he does make runs. If you watch him, people, please don't think he's being lazy up there. He is making runs. He's looking in the channels. He's trying to make the move. But it hasn't been working. The luck's not been on his side. He needed a scruffy goal. He got an OK one today. And let's hope that that will transfer into the league. In terms of buying a new striker, we'll get there later. I would hold off till January. I really would. James, let's come to you. Um, let's talk a little bit about the third kit. Because, of course, Spurs unveiled the third kit earlier on this morning. Um, I cannot believe, I've just read that in the press conference to Ange Postacoglu, he was asked whether the players struggled to see each other in the new kit. And his answer was, I don't know, that is my genuine answer. What? Didn't... What do you make of the third kit? Well, why don't we do what Man United did and change their kit at half-time? If, that, if that's the... Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, they they do. Do. And change their kit. That's bollocks. And they still lost. And stuff. No. <laughs> I bet the nine players who, who changed told him to say that. Yeah, see the kids. I love the I love the reaction of all three of your faces there when I read that out. No, it's the performance. I think the kit's all right, man. It's the performance. It's not nothing to do with the colours of the kit, man. No. Uh, did did he just say that pre-game? Did he say that or after the game? After the game. Did 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 the players have problems seeing one another? <laughs> Who's asked that? So an Arsenal fan or something asked that. <laughs> the Metro Live. Complete digger, isn't it? Um, no, no, it's got nothing to do with that whatsoever. Um, yeah, let's not go down the realms of fun excuses. <laughs> the excuse that I, I would do is just ship out. Um, I'd ship out them players. I wouldn't give them a chance again. Let's get back to the way we were playing them first three games. It was very exciting. Let's not forget that. I'm saying this to everybody, but at the same time, whilst I'm feeling completely dejected of being out of the cup, but this is yeah. the bump that he was talking about. And uh, the way that the thing is, right, that I, that I try and remember, you do not fake those three performances. You don't fake that. That is yeah. still coming. That is coming back. So, as much as this is a mistake, and it is a mistake, and it's on Angie's shoulders as well. Um, you don't fake those uh, three games that we played. It, which is, it wasn't just little lucks and just deflections and winning. It was brilliant football. So that's still there. And now he's obviously seen don't muck around with the squad too much because the depth ain't there. And I think that's what we've learned. Not the kit. <laughs> 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Craig, let's come to you. Ange Postacoglu, in his press conference after the game, has defended his team selection. He said, um, how am I going to find out my players? We need to give the players the opportunity to contribute. Mm, I, yeah, but I personally don't think you need to change all nine, you know. Um, I just think it was, I still think it was too much of a change. Look, I want to put it out there. I still love Ange. I think he's brilliant. I think he's going to be good for us. I think he's going to take us places that we've been sadly lacking the last three or four years. But I do think, and it's just my opinion, I do think he made too many changes today. And I think it just, that's what tipped it over the edge. Um, he's going to possibly defend his team selection, isn't he? Because I think it comes back to what we were saying earlier, that he probably thought that was good enough to win the game. And having Fulham made six changes themselves. Um, and and you could argue it should have been. But as I say, Lacelso was non-existent today. Richarlison, just coming back to Richarlison, personally, I feel a bit different to Darren. I think we're sadly lacking a, a focal point uh, up, up front. I think there's a massive hole there. I don't think Richarlison can carry that weight, to be honest with you. I would be surprised personally if he gets 10 Premier League goals this season. His record is 13 for his whole career. I think you're going to be pushing it for him to achieve many more than 10. Um, he is trying his best. He does make some cracking runs, but it's just not happening for him. I just don't see Richarlison as a prolific striker. I don't think he ever will be. Some players just aren't, are they? Um, I think he could do a lot more damage from the wings, personally. I don't think you know, having him as a number nine, I don't think that's his best position, even though he plays there for Brazil. But Brazil play a bit differently to the way we do. Personally, I think we do need another a striker or a front man that can play up there. Um, I'm warming to Brennan Johnson, but um, is he the solution long-term? I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, Ange Postacoglu has alluded to it a number of times, though. I don't think it's a an out-and-out striker he actually wants in this system. It's spreading the goals out amongst uh, yeah. midfield and the attacking players. Uh, but I do yeah, agree. But... I, I do think that Richarlison needs to contribute more in games. And I am with Darren. I really want it to hope. I, I really do hope and want it to work for Richarlison. And, and, and you know, hope it does. Yeah. Though, when he, he's in a better kit, isn't he? They've got a better kit. Which our kit works. Yeah. Great. You know what I mean, so that's probably why he's, he's got the goals. That's what we're going to blame this uh, performance and in, in this result. <laughs> the kit, can't believe it. Um, Craig, let's stay with you. I tell you what, I wrote down um, some notes. Um, a strange few minutes, 38th minute, 39th minute. There was a moment where Hoybier tried to put the ball over the top, went straight to the goalkeeper, 
And then just a minute later, Emerson Royale passed out to the right. No one there went out for a throw in. Mm. It just didn't seem like an Anne Postacoglu side at that point. And bearing in mind, like I said earlier, we didn't have a shot on target in the opening 45 minutes. And what we've all seen from pre-season, this attacking style, this wonderful, fluid football, it doesn't matter who was on the pitch. And as I think you rightly said, Darren, um, in those pre-season games, it doesn't matter who played the first team, the second team, or A team, B team, whatever you want to call it. It was good, entertaining football. We didn't see any of that. And it was just such a strange minute of just giving the ball away, which was so un and Postacoglu side-like. Yeah, it was. It was. And I know exactly the period you're, you're talking about because I just, I was, I was like that. I was like, what is going on? Um, I, I I don't I have an answer for that, Chris. It was just, I think it was just one of those nights. I don't know. I think we've all played football to some level, some degree. And I've certainly played in games where you've played well on the Saturday before. And then for some reason, the next week, things just don't click and you can't mm. put your finger on it. And, and it, that's the way football goes. But the better teams kind of dig themselves out of it. You know, Manchester City wouldn't have lost that game tonight. They would have found a way to win. And we're just not that at that level at the moment. You know, we've still got it in us to play like that. And, you know, Ange did warn us. He, he, he said, didn't he, at the start, he said, look, it's going to go wrong sometimes. And I think tonight you're seeing, all right, you could argue that part of it was self-made with the selection, if that's your view. But we did see tonight it going wrong because it, you're right. It wasn't like we've been used to the last two or three weeks. And, and those two passes just highlighted that. Um, a couple of the passes through, Sanchez tried to put Richarlison through. And it was there was a couple that were grossly overhit. You know, fastest yeah. player in the league wouldn't have got to them. Uh, yeah. It was just all a bit disjointed. It was like they'd never played together before. Or it, it was just very, very strange performance. And who knows? Could have been the kit, you know? Could have been the kit. They should bust bust out the, the famous green, the Lucas Mora one from the Champions League semi-final. They could certainly see each other wearing that, couldn't they? My God, the Nike would be delighted by these comments about the kit. <laughs> Darren, let's come to you. Um, just before the half-time break, Fraser Forster forced into a great save. Triore crossed on the right. Uh, Manise header, Forster down well. Um, he had a fairly decent game, Fraser Forster, didn't he? With his hands, not with his feet, for me. And I think that's what some... I think, James, I think you were talking about changing goalkeepers, why you do that. I think Forster's always been a good shot stopper. But what we lost today was very much that outboard as a goalkeeper. When he had yeah. it, it didn't feel like it was going anywhere. It didn't move very quickly back there. And I think that it was, yeah, it kind of just set up the pace of the game. And we got very slow at the back. The ball just kept us going back and forth from Van to Sanchez, back to Foster. And it weren't moving. But that's because the midfield weren't moving. So Foster was great with his hands. Penalties are a, lo- are a lottery. And look, I never blame a goalkeeper for not saving them. And I never blame a, 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 a player for not scoring them. But in the 90, he did pull out some really good saves. And, and we expect from Foster, he got good hands. Roy, Roy, Roy Price writes now, I think the mistake uh, that was Ange picked a team of too many players who knows they're going. I think that is definitely Pierre Mujoybier and uh, Davinson Sanchez. Um, Darren, let's stay with you because at half-time, I must admit, I expected a fair few changes. I don't know whether you did, but Dane Scarlett on, La Celso off. Were you surprised by that only change? I was surprised that that was the change. I was. I would have been happy to see no changes because... That half-time team talk is when you rip into them. 
And as a manager, you go, now go out there and I'm giving you 10 minutes. I'm giving you, I'm giving you 10, 15 to show me something or you're all coming off. And I think that's what he went with. However, I think Lacelso was so off and Richarlison needed somebody near him. And when he brought Dame Scarlett on, he just, he was closer. He was just sort of, Dame Scarlett was naturally a striker. He naturally was around him. He was looking for the little intricate touches to each other. And I think Lacelso, as we can see, I think he's a player that I know there's been lots of speculation that he was upset with Ange because he expected to be more involved in the first few games and he wasn't. Then if this is agent talk or paper talk, but he did himself no favours today in that first half. He didn't look sharp. He didn't look on it. Craig, you're right. There were passes that were over hit. There were passes that were to nobody. And yeah, he is he's a, he's a world-class player if that's what he wants to believe. He's, he plays for one of the best club, um, countries in the world. He's an international. He's a he's a he's wanted by many clubs in Europe. We hope because I hope that he gets a move because also today showed that he didn't really want to be there. He didn't give us anything to say. He wanted to be there, and I'm glad he was bought off at half time. And glad that Dame got minutes. Scarlett needs that as well. That would probably been a good confidence boost for him. He had a little chance when it came off the keeper. And I thought he could have got a better touch on it if that was on his side. He may have been celebrating a win tonight and he would have got it, the young kid. So, yeah, I I, I, went, I, I was surprised it was one change. I thought there would have been none, if I was honest. James, let's come to you. Let's talk about um, the Tottenham Hotspur goal, of course, where Charleston got on the score sheet. I think it was a bit fortunate on our part because Tete's boot came off. Uh, he needed a replacement boot. No one had a, a replacement boot ready. Hilarious. No one in the staff would go and get it for him. He's clearly no, not loved. He was running to the changing room, trying to get this uh, replacement boot. Couldn't um, find his course, key. It, it came down that side. Perisic cross. Uh, Richarlison headed in. I tell you what, I was absolutely delighted for Richarlison because I said the other day, all Richarlison needs is like a two-yard tap-in or just a, you know, it's a great header, by the way. Um, but... He just needed that goal, and uh, I'm glad he's got it. That will give him a lot of confidence, won't it, going forward? Yeah, well, well going back, going back to the boot. I, actually, I know the, uh, I know the Tottenham kit man who sits on the on the Tottenham bench, and I text him and said, "Well, you're doing a better job than the Fulham kit man. What's he, what's he up to? Do you know what I mean? Why's he not got spare boots on his bench? Um, his break is that like, I'm on break, yeah. mate. I've tapped out. Terrible for a Premier League <laughs> side. Maybe you just couldn't see our kit and thought we weren't even there and just went, you know what I mean? I don't know. Um, but yeah, Richarlison is uh, a bit of an enigma for me. I would like to see uh, us go out for a striker, if I'm honest. I know I'd, I'd, I'm, I'm, I'd like to see him score some goals. I like, I'd love, I loved it. That was a definite plus from today that he scored, just in case he does stay at the club. But I'm not sure that he's the right person to play up top with Ange Ball. I don't think he, I think we need an out-and-out prolific goal scorer who's like, like like Craig had mentioned he's scoring more than 10 to 13 goals I think we, if we had a real prolific goal scorer now which we should be doing with the money we just got from a certain player that went to another another club then we, we, we'd be a lot in a lot better standing I think so I'm happy for his goal but I would like personally for them to go out and out and get a, a, a prolific goal scorer in the next whatever is it, forty-five minutes left of the window, whatever it is, I don't, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? That, that's what I want to see. I was happy, just because I do believe that he will be staying until at least January. But personally, I'm not sure if he's the right one to lead that line. Richie's going to get uh, ten. I'm going to stick my neck on the line. He's going to get uh, ten this season. But ten, Craig, he's getting ten. He's getting ten. ten. Yeah, ten's good. But where's where's he going to get us? It's not going to be. You look at your Harlands and like the, the the people are going to get like crazy goals. We need to be up there with these teams. So we need. What a- I think though, I think it's going to be 
with the way on which Andrew plays, I think it's going to be a real goal fest across the front four. Yeah, I think so it's going to be everyone's going to get goals. And I think that's what, when we talk about who to get, I think what Andrew's going to be looking for isn't going to be a target man, a man who stays there. He's going to look for someone who can play one of three positions at the top because he likes to rotate, he likes to movement. And I think Richarlison may benefit from that because different players playing on different sides. Like Perisic really supports Richarlison because he puts those balls in, he dinks the crosses in. Yeah. Richarlison feeds off that. Sonny doesn't do that. He doesn't want to make the cross. He wants to cut in. He wants to hold the ball longer. So I think Kuliczewski also, he crosses very minimal and he's very readable. He wants to cut in and take a shot. So I think if we've got players that are feeding Richie and Madison's going to do that, Richie could, Richie could get a lot more, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to set the bar at 10. Okay, but that's what brings it back. That, that Madison, playing with a player like Madison who, who, who can feed you in and can get a strike of goals. And he's been playing with these, these players, Son, Madison, Kuliczewski, and he's still not been, been firing. I think that I'm not saying he's at his chance out the door, but I just think that with that with these playing around these players, if we had someone up top that was just an incredible striker, it doesn't have to be like your traditional striker. And I know you mean we're playing a completely different way with with Angeball, but I'll be I'll be super excited. If someone like, I, don't, I don't this Auburn guy is it Gift Auburn? What's his name? Yeah. Sort of, bit, yeah. I'm going to be honest. I, I don't I heard too much about him before the name started coming up. Time, but I looked into it. And he's, the way that he plays, I'd be well excited with someone like that. Uh, but you know what? Uh, it's funny that we're talking about players like that and we've got, if you just go on paper, we've got Brazil's number nine. Which yeah, I know, I know. It's bad. It football's crazy, isn't yeah. it? That we're like, was, we've got Brazil's talking, number nine and we're yeah, someone else. He had a great World Cup, but I was talking to Everton's fans but when he signed and he said, what will happen? He said, he'll play some good games, he'll have some good odd minutes and stuff, but... Um, You'll be very frustrated with him, and that 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 frustration will grow more and more and more and more until he's out the door. And that kind mm. of me, what they said to me about what he did with Everton, is kind of happening for me personally with him at Tottenham at the moment. Mm. I feel it, and don't feel he's being like. And I didn't like also the way that he come off saying I didn't get the right balls, I wasn't getting the right areas, and I'm not sure if I'm not sure if there's going to be a clash there because Postecoglou won't put up with that in, in blaming people and like for, for him not scoring, and I'm, there might be a clash there as well. Yeah, I don't think the gift or ban one will be happening because uh, Fabrizio Romano in the last 24 hours stated that no no advanced negotiations at all. The clubs just yeah. didn't uh, talk to one another. And Postacoglu, even in his press conference after tonight's game, has stated that we need to trim the squad down first before we uh, even think about signing any players. And there, is, and there is now, um, at the time of recording this, two days, 23 yeah. hours... And uh, 58 minutes left of the um, transfer window. Quick maths then, Chris. How many, was it, was it a player every two hours we got to get rid of? What's that roughly? I think there's a lot. Do you know what? I've, I've said this and I, and I don't want to be negative. I think that if we've got any chance of, and I know it's been a good start to the season. I think if we want any chance of getting Champions League, Europa League or any decent European football for the following season, I think we've got a lot to do in this transfer window in terms of outgoings and incomings, I, I still think that we need players in. Um, whether we're going to get these players or not in the next couple of days remains to be seen. I think, and I don't think, especially, this is definitely a wrong time to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I think we're going to get Champions League. I do think we're going to get top four or top five. It could be this season. I think we're going to get Champions League. I'd still swap it probably for a cup. Well, I will. I would for a cup this season. I'm still completely deflated, don't get me wrong. But I think we're going to get Champions League spots this season. What teams do you think that are going to finish in the top four then, James? Because that's a, that's, a, that's a big, bold statement. 
Um, I think you're going to have Man City, uh, Woolwich, um, then Liverpool, I think, are playing well. Then I think it's going to be between us and Man United and Chelsea. But I think uh, Chelsea are like they're not gluing properly. Really. I've just cut their players playing well, but they're not gluing properly, and they can keep their Pochettino. Um, but the rest of the, the rest of the team, the rest of the team, I think I, I, that's what I think we'll get. I think we'll finish above. I don't think Newcastle are going to do it. I think Man United look a bit dodgy at times. Obviously, we beat them already. Um, do you do you not believe that we'd get top five this season, then, Chris? No. No. Are you not no. going with the deflation of tonight, though? No, not at all. Not at all. I think we've had a great start to the season, but uh, as we well know, when we were top of the league, when we beat Manchester United under Jose Mourinho, everyone thought we would win the league in November. Um, I tell you what, the, the league season is um, it's, a, it's a long way. It's a long way to go. And I just think that uh, we need so much more in the transfer window. But it is a rebuild. And anything um, you know above eighth this season will be better than last season. Um, I, I just want European football of any kind, next season. But the way we're playing this time compared to when we, we beat Man United last time, it, it's very different. I think then, then, like I say, then three games that we saw before tonight, you just don't fluke that. That was not 90 minutes or a lucky game. It, it, it's just so exciting. It's a yep. definite, definite change. Though, a huge change. But it doesn't, it doesn't scare me for the rest of the season. It just deflates me for a cup. It, it's certainly not going to be the end of the world, James, if we don't finish in the top four because, no. of course, it is... Um, you know, it's a rebuild. And Ange Postacoglu is, uh, this season is about him implementing this style. And, uh, you know, the fan base of it already being brought together. That's what I love. He's done that so quickly, oh, yeah. so soon at the football club. I love that. When, um, I, played, when I played at the, at the ground, so just quickly, when I played at the ground for the first game, and I was playing in, uh, in a bar for just before the Man United game. So we've only seen like a Brentford two all. That is the loudest that I've ever seen the fans sing. Yeah. That is the it was just crazy. It was like it was it was louder than when we got to the Champions League final when I was playing. I was playing that that time around in the in the ground. It was louder. It was so united the crowd. I've never seen anything like it. I was playing with a drummer at the time, and me and the drummer going, I can't. We couldn't hear ourselves. It was so loud. We couldn't hear ourselves playing. It was singing so loud. And it's so amazing to hear. And I think that is not going away with just one. Yes, one horrible disappointment. Horrible. But that's not going away. Though that fan base will still be singing for him on the next game, and it, and it will continue. Craig, let's come to you. What did you make of Dane Scarlett's forty-five minutes? I thought he was pretty good, to be honest with you. <clears throat> I thought he'd done all right. He'd certainly done better than some of the players out there. Um, good to see Ange giving the young players a go, though, because I think Dane's overdue a chance. It's probably a good competition to give him a go. I just would have liked to have seen some better players around him, to be honest. Um, I, I just thought he, he had he, he had a solid enough game, um, did a few quite good turns there, quite strong. You can see he's bulked up. Um, he's not like a boy anymore. He's turning into a man, isn't he? Um, but, yeah, good. How old is he now? Is he 19 now? Um, yeah. Dane Scarlett? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, he's he's got to be pushing for, for a go, hasn't he? Um there, there, else. there is talk, Craig, about him possibly going out on loan. I was just about to say. Yeah, would you rather see him go out on loan and get some more experience in a lower league or would you like to see and keep him and give him some minutes, you know, perhaps at the end of uh, Premier League games? 
I personally think that will depend on if they get anybody else in. Um, if they get in Brennan Johnson, it does look like we're going to get that over the line. Then he's got four or five players. You've got to remember Brian Gill as well. Um, if I think if we get in Brennan Johnson, I think you, you may well see Dane go out on loan again. I don't think that hurt him if he's only 19, another year. You know, it'd be good for him to get some more experience and play regular football because he was a bit stop-start at uh, Portsmouth. Was it Portsmouth who was that last year or yeah. the year before? It was, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, and then obviously Danny Cowley got sacked in and, and he was a bit out of favour. So he didn't play as many minutes as well. I'd like to have seen him play. Um, I don't think alone would hurt him. Um, but as I say, I think it depends on if we get somebody else in before before Friday, 11 o'clock Friday, isn't it? So, yeah, but there's, oh, you, you, we've got to see these players go down. And what's frustrating for me is, is I'll come back to it, what we were talking about earlier. Why is Hoybier playing? Why is Sanchez playing? If the deals, you know, if people are in for them, then obviously Eric Dyer wasn't there tonight again. Um, we've good. got the players to play. Mm, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. um, somebody did say that... Uh, Harry Kane's he, uh, he's still in love with Tottenham because he's either doing us a favour, working from the inside, trying to get Dyer out, and that's for one or two reasons. He's, a, he's a, an inside agent, or he, or he hasn't got any friends at uh, Bayern Munich, and he wants his mate there. So I, I, some, I read that on Twitter, so I, I can't credit anybody. I can't remember who put it. It did well, make me laugh. There, there is talk of uh, Borussia Dortmund being in for uh, Eric Dyer, so Harry Kane could be against Eric Dyer. In the Bundesliga. Yeah, <laughs> he wants to happen, doesn't he? More goals for Kane, isn't it? There you go. <laughs> that, would be, that, would be, uh, that would be mental, wouldn't it? Oh, Jesus. But, uh, Craig, let, let's yeah. play with you. Because in the, in the 72nd minute, bearing in mind there's 20 minutes left of the game, or more, because of course there's a lot of stoppage time nowadays, um, Skip, Rashalison, Perisic, all off, and made a treble um, sub. Sar, Son and Kulisewski, I feel like I've said this so many times, particularly under uh, when Pochettino uh, was manager. Um, he took the likes of Christian Eriksen to Colchester. He always had these players on the bench. He always used them from the bench when things were going wrong. And of course, that was a game where we got knocked out as well. Mm. Um, I always <laughs> ask that question of when these players come on in these games, why haven't they just started them? Exactly, because, you know, it must be, well, I know, I know from experience, even at the level I played, it, it's so difficult to get into a game and change a game when it's been like the one tonight. I don't care what level you're at, you know. If you're bringing Messi into that team, he would, str- he would struggle to change the game. I, I, absolutely right. I, I, you start these players for me. I don't, I don't get it. And then you get the game one and then take them off at half-time. Two, three, nil up. Yeah, change it. But get the game one. Get the goals, you know. Um, they obviously had to bring Madison on as well because he was obviously thinking about penalties as well. Yeah, and like we we could have nicked it at the end, couldn't we? But uh, as you say, I don't know how many chances we had overall. We certainly had more in the second half, but it's so down from what we've been used to the last few weeks. You know, it's um, it's a shocking change. It was like I wasn't watching the Spurs for the last three weeks. It was like watching. Well, it was like watching Spurs under Conte. So, I, I don't understand it. I, I just don't understand it. I'm, I am still really frustrated. I'm, I'm trying to still remain positive because I think the future is looking bright. 
and it is a rebuild. We've got, we've got to trust in this process as long as Ange gets packed and gets her players in. Because I don't care what anybody says, you're you're kind of always going through a rebuild because no manager would ever say my squad is complete. You know, you you get a squad, you, you never get a manager or Pep saying, yeah, this is it now, this is it, this is what I've always wanted. Because players come and go, they age, you know, <laughs> players get injured. So it's an ongoing process. It's just we've got a, a fair bit more work to do before we're even at a level where I think we're going to be challenging for um, a consolidated Champions League spot, like second or third or something like that. You know, we, we're going to do well to get in the top five this year. Because I, I predicted after that, that pod I came on, which is still the worst one I've ever done when Kane left, I predicted us to finish 10th. I'm going to revise that. I think we'll finish 7th or 6th. But I, I, th- I, as much as I'd love us to finish 5th or 4th, I, I just think it would be a big stretch this year. Um, Chris, can I just jump on about why you have some of them on the bench and not start them, just as a theory? Oh, so, just obviously, from, from a football perspective, when you send out that 11, which I think we're all kind of coming to an agreement that and probably felt that team would do it, what you're doing with your bench is it's, it's kind of like your safety. It's the safety net. You're looking at these players to go, you're watching the game, you can see where these players are going wrong. Can you I just can stop be, you, Darren? You, yeah, you said about safety... Surely it's a risk. Surely it is a risk because this is a one. This is one game where if you lose the game, you are out of the competition. Yeah, it's, it, it's all about perspective. How you want to look at it? Because what you're saying is that if they had started, they would have been ahead and we would have been winning. What he's done, what Andrew's done, I can only go on what has been presented is he's gone with this side and had the stronger players in our eyes on the bench. So when the game's progressing, as we saw, we're 1-0 down, it's not working. He then reaches for the tools to go, you know what to do here. You know what they're not doing because we're talking about it on the bench. You can see the position that's not working. That's what a substitution does. It's an impact. You're there to change the game and you've got better players there to change it. So that I, I feel that's what the theory is. I'm not saying it's right to do, but I'm saying that may be the contrast is that He's expecting, that's why loads of managers do it, because there's got to be some logic to them going, these players who are my tried and tested can come on and impact the game. But unfortunately, they when the game happened, we got a, we got a, a goal back, so we got the draw, but they couldn't do enough. So it's difficult. I think we have to go back to that starting eleven and go, they need to work. Well, Daniel Levy agrees with me. Have a chat with him, Chris. Have a chat with him. Cheers, Dan. Swin died to the German league as well, Dan. Oh, I don't know what to say. In the in the seventy third minute, Davinson Sanchez actually blocked a shot from Harry Wilson. It was a good block, actually. Uh, a couple of minutes later, Van der Ven was given a yellow card uh, for a challenge on Wilson. Uh, in the 80th minute, a good move. Uh, Son to Solomon, shot the goalkeeper, saved. What have you made of Man of Solomon in a Spurs shirt? I know, of course, it was his first start um, for Tottenham Hotspur in competitive competition. But what have you made of him overall, including pre-season? Well, yeah, that's a much different thing, I think, perspective than tonight. Then I'm, then I'm, I'm impressed. If you're taking that into consideration, then I'm definitely impressed. And he was one of the ones changes I wanted to happen. Before I, I think he's been great. I think he's uh, I think he's dangerous. He's quick. We haven't got a player like that. He's nifty. 
he's tiny, and he? he's a tiny little player. But he's yeah, I, I really like him. I would have, uh, I think, um, when Kulisevsky wasn't playing too good against Brentford, I'd have, I'd have maybe tried him then. Um, but he has picked up his levels a little bit, Kulu, isn't he? But yeah, I, I'm impressed with him. Definite keeper, even like pushing for a starting place. And I still, I don't think he was amazing tonight, if I'm honest. I don't think he was amazing. But um, I still think he's a, a really decent squad player. If not, if not, like pushing for a start, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, he's, yeah, he's one of the ones I'd uh, definitely keep in there. James, I wanted to ask as well, um, in the 82nd minute, um, Solomon went off, Madison came on. Now, in the last couple of weeks, Madison had been asking for a chant from the Tottenham Hotspur fans. Are you working on it? I am, yeah. Um, weirdly enough, I have one that involves him, that I need him to kind of start scoring a couple of free kicks to bring it in. And he had that free kick right at the end. And I was about to come on the Chris Cowling show and he, he missed it, didn't he? So, um, not only did I, uh, my other song get involved for tonight, I've not got that one either. So, I'm a results-based business. <laughs> <laughs> Love your work, Jay. Love your work. So, as soon as Madison scores a couple of free kicks, you're coming on then. Actually, I think he's frozen. He like did on Madison purpose. Free. Suspense. Like, suspense. Like the Madison free kick today. <laughs> um, Craig, let's come to you then. Um, Hunmin Son... Um, was through on goal um, in the 87th minute. I thought Sonny was going to run through and score, um, but somehow he lost it. Uh, good work and good feet from James Madison. Crossed it to Emerson Royale, who shot over. What did you make of uh, Emerson Royale this evening? Yeah, he weren't brilliant, was he? And that, that shot he had, <laughs> talking about that, was kind of found Rose Ed, didn't it? I was like, what are you doing? It was nearly as bad as Hoybier's left foot slash at the uh, the other one, wasn't it? Oh, God, um, it it wasn't good, but look, none of them were particularly good. It was kind of rubbed off on each other tonight, as, as we've said many times. It, um, I mean, how good would it have been if Emerson had just sent a pole driver into the top bins and, and won us yeah. a game? It just would have been brilliant. But it just, look, it just weren't it. That I, I do believe, this is not like an out for the players, but I just do believe it wasn't our night as well tonight. Like I say, the games do yeah. go that way sometimes. Fulham Fulham away. When when that draw came out, I was like, oh yeah. That could have been easier. You know, yeah. uh, it's um uh, the old cliche, not an easy place to go. Look, we we have we have struggled at Fulham, haven't we? You know, I remember that last minute Harry Winks goal from a Nkudu cross that won us that game that time. And I think Kane scored the winner last last season. It wasn't a particularly good display at Fulham. It's not one of our happier grounds where you you can go there and you think, you know, like if you're playing at Norwich or something like that, where you think, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to win two or three nil. It's never a ground I like us going to. So, especially in that new horrible kit, you know, where they can't see each other. It's, it's got to make things 10 times worse. So, you know, that's not to say they didn't do a very good job tonight and they didn't do all their jobs well tonight. Um, but they're going to know, they're going to feel that hurt and they're going to know that they've only really got realistically two competitions that we can win and we're out of 50% of them now. So onwards and upwards, we've got to crack on and try and go with another win at the weekend before the international break and uh, pick ourselves back up. If you're going to win a cup, then I think a lot... A lot of it is on that draw uh, as well. Mm. You, you look at any cup competition, people are winning the cups. They've got like lucky home draws or like against like weaker oppositions. You only win like one to two probably really challenging games to win a cup. 
and we were straight well, James, Premier League. James, look at yeah, I mean, look at look at when we got to the final under Mourinho before he was sacked. We yeah. we winning in the next round anyway, and we yeah. got a bye because Orient was COVID yeah. struck, wasn't it? And yeah. then then I think I covered it on the last show. We had Chelsea on penalties and we beat them on penalties. And then we beat Stoke and we beat Brentford, who were down to 10 men. So, you know, we didn't really set the world on fire when we got to the final, did we? No, So, you know, it is luck. A lot of it is down to luck. The luck we had was that guy's football boot. And that's the only luck we've had in the the cup, really, with a game. That's right. That's right. Craig, serious question. Do you like the kit? No, I don't, actually. (laughs) I don't don't know what... I don't actually know what colour it is. It's kind of salmon sort of colour, isn't it? And I don't really like salmon, so um, it's probably something to do with it. No, I, I don't actually. I, I, it's like they, they've, Nike have tried to, what sort of weird and wonderful colour can we come up with this time? You know, let, let's, let's I, I just don't get it. I don't see why we need three kits, to be honest with you. What I, is the colour? Like, no, it's, I don't know. If you were... Personally, if I was in B&Q choosing it, I wouldn't yeah. have it on the old, you know, no. colour scheme. You wouldn't have it on your wall? You wouldn't, wouldn't have any bar from that colour. You wouldn't see it, would you? No, 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 no. I'm sure Ricky Norwood paints his house that colour. You know, Ricky would probably like it, wouldn't he? I can see. <laughs> I'm going to call it. I know. I'm I'm call it. I know. <laughs> Ricky would like it. I know he would. <laughs> it's taupe. Now, that's what you put on your head when you're going bald, isn't it? <laughs> oh, that's, don't, hang on. That's baldish. That's hairiest. You're, yeah, just, go on, Jonesy. <laughs> We're not falling for that. I didn't think any of us would be laughing on this podcast. I'll tell you that. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm not laughing. Um, Darren, um, will you be buying the kit? I don't think I will be. I've got a home one and I think I'll stick with that for now. I'm going to go and have a look at it in the shop because I don't know what colour it is myself. My eyes couldn't quite work it out and I've got to be able to find it. Yeah, you won't be able to see it. <laughs> very good James very good very good um, Darren let's stay with you in the 90th minute Harry Wilson had a chance forced to save it seven minutes of stoppage time uh, James Patterson with a corner came out to Hoybier who shot over the bar um, I don't know what to say about Pierre and Hoybier anymore it does look like he's going to go out the door um, would, would you be disappointed if Hoybier stayed um I wouldn't be, and I'm only going to say that because of the first three games of the season. When Basuma is bossing that midfield and when the game needs a little bit of just steadying, Hoiberg's in-game management in that aspect is very good. He comes in and he just settles it down and he does what I call the simple stuff and he does it without complaint. He chases the man that needs to be chased. He gets the ball. He hands it over simply. Great. But in a game like today, when you need that more driving force and a little bit more creativity, he just looked off it today. But he wasn't alone being off. So if he stayed, I would be fearful because obviously if we lose a Pasuma or somebody like that, he's he's not the ideal person to come and implement the game that we're playing. As I said, when Andrew looks good, he looks good. When it's implemented badly like it was today, it looks appalling. So I would he he has he still has a place in the squad in a different way, but I wouldn't want him starting every week, no way, no how. Well, um, in the final couple of minutes of the game, uh, Fulham had another chance. Jimenez um, heading just over the bar after a cross from the right. And then right at the end, James Madison had a free kick that hit the wall. Um, Let's hope that James Madison can bang in a few few free kicks uh, this season so we can get James back on and hear this wonderful new song. Um, James, 
Um, finally, talking about the game before we come on to the transfer window and previewing the Burnley game, uh, the penalties, of course, finished 5-3 in the end uh, to Fulham. Uh, what did you make of the penalties um, overall? And I don't want to um, you know, diss Davinson Sanchez too much, but I am surprised that he, you know, fair play to him, as I said at the very start, for, for taking a penalty. But surely some of the other players should have been putting their hands up saying, I want to take one. I think the first bit is he obviously did have the confidence to go me, which is quite a testament to his character. But I think I would imagine there isn't a Spurs fan out there who didn't see him pick up the ball and go, oh, God. Yeah. That there is like, that we almost knew collectively what was going to happen. And they are a lottery, and it is a shame. But it is, I looked at like every, like I said, every Fulham penalty apart from the one off the bar, and they were all just past Forston for me. Like, they had a good game. He, falling down like a tree. Like it was quite slow getting down. Like I didn't think he was too good in, in the penalties. And they were just right down the middle, weren't they, the Fulham ones, or just slightly to the right. If you look at that, if it had just gone to the other side, it's a lottery. So penalty-wise, yeah, didn't want him to take one, uh, but I won't blame him for that. I'll blame him more for I don't think his, his performance was too good. But yeah, it's, it's a lottery, but I would say overall, Fulham deserved to win that um, with them chances that they had. So I'm more concerned on that than the penalties. Um, Craig and Darren, do you want to um, add anything on the penalties? Just just that um, when Sanchez was stepping up to the penalty, let me just say, I, I totally agree. Fair play to him for doing it because I would never blame a person for missing a penalty. I would blame players for not putting their hands up that I think are more capable of taking penalties. But when he, I had to laugh because when the camera just went to me like, oh, who's next? Who's next? And the camera cut to him. It just reminded me, you know that, that meme, the David Brent one, when he, he's in the pub and the woman turns up and he goes, Yeah, oh, for oh, f- f- oh f- f-. it was like that. My yeah. son was like, he was, he was leaning on the back of the sofa and he's like, Oh, f-. and it's it, <laughs> it like, and, and she's wearing pink, just, just yeah. like that. Yeah. Wearing <laughs> white, sc- white chiffon scarf. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, God. God. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, Falster, he did, he did go down and install. It was like, I did feel because the keeper does look daft when they're. He was like almost like his back went. He was like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh it's gone in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was. Um, yeah. Wasn't it? I'm like, Darren, go on over to you. You got to sum it up. It, yeah. No, it, it is luck of the draw. Ed penalties. It is. It's luck. It's. It, there's no. What Fulham did well though. I know we're talking about. We're kind of saying Foster was a bit of a Foster was a bit all over the shop. New penalties now. They're waiting for the keeper to make a choice. And I thought Fulham did beautifully. They just waited for him to lean. As soon as his body weight went one way, they sipped it the other. And then they knew they were guaranteed it. And all I can say is, Davidson Sanchez, thank you for wanting to rehabilitate yourself with Spurs fans. You've taken the ball. was your moment to go, I want to do this for you. I want to try and make this happen. Bless you for trying. God bless you for trying. And if I'm honest, I hope he gets a transfer somewhere where he can start a new, fresh season with not this weight on his shoulders. Because I feel for the man. Yeah, yeah, well said. Um, Darren, let's stay with you. Let's uh, talk about the transfer window because there is now less than three days left of this uh, summer window. Uh, we'll talk about the outgoings in a minute and there are uh, potentially a lot of them. Um, Ange Postacoglu has said a number of times he needs to trim this squad down. But the one player that it does look like Spurs are in talks with Nottingham Forest about Brennan Johnson. Um, Brennan, Brennan Johnson is... Uh, a player who, of course, plays for Nottingham Forest. They are after £50 million. Various reports today have stated that Spurs did offer £20 million plus Davinson Sanchez. 
Um, <laughs> what's that? 20, 20, 20, 20 million pounds right now at the transfer value. That's, that's not a joke, by the way. That's 20 um, million they, they did reject it, funny enough, and uh, they said, no, we'd rather have the money rather than players part of the deal. <laughs> now, if Spurs... No, we'll have 20 million and you can keep yeah. saying shit. <laughs> <laughs> we could have, uh, have uh, today for him, so... Okay. I'm trying to be serious here. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Brennan Johnson. Brennan Johnson, uh, Darren, does he excite you? Is this a player that would fit into this Tottenham Hotspur system under Postacoglu? And would he get in the starting eleven? And, and and if so, where? I think he'll be a great addition to Angeball, for sure. And I think what he would do, he would really put the likes of Kuliczewski under a lot of pressure. And I think, it, again, it's all about who goes out. Because what Johnson can do, he can play across the three. He can play anywhere. And he's he's fast. He's, he's good anticipation. He will take the shot on. He's very, very direct. And I think that's something about him. He's very, very direct. And he's hungry. He's also, he knows the Prem. So he's got that in his legs. He understands the league. And I think Anfield would suit him. And I think it sits in with Ange's kind of theory of he's not looking for one particular player. He's looking for a type of player that is adaptable. But I think that also goes down to who comes out. Because like we've just said, there's Brian Gill still there. We've still got Perisic there. We've still got Solomon's just come in. We've got Sun still there. There's a lot of players competing for the same space suddenly. And I think unless a lot go out, it's going to be very problematic. That then gives Dame Scarlett nowhere to go. So he will need to go out alone. So I do think he works for the system. I don't think he jumps straight into our starting eleven at all. I still feel he's fighting to get in. If he wouldn't get in, Darren, £50 yeah. million pounds is a lot of money to spend on a, on a player that's going to sit on the sub-bench. I think it's the way of football right now and it's the way the transfer works. It's the way the system is. And I think 50 million, if you look at the market, isn't a huge amount of money. And it's scary to say that 50 million isn't huge money. Players are being sold for stupid money right now. And then the, the expectation of was even higher. 50 mil is a good player right now. You look, now we're talking nearly 80, 90 mil for quality of like, you must start and you must bring something to this side. So I think 50 million for a young boy who is proven in the league, but also gives us a lot of options and puts everybody under pressure. Because that's what he does. He's knocking right on the door. He could take Richie's place. He could take Cooley's place. He could take Sun's space. So it makes everyone up their game in that in that starting eleven. because you know you've got a player who can come and take the spot. James, your thoughts on uh, Brennan Johnson? And uh, Dave rightly says here, uh, we paid £60 million for Richarlison and he sat on the bench last season. <laughs> yeah, but he was up against that guy that went to another team. Um, my thoughts, yeah, similar to Darren's, to be honest with you. I, I think that, I, I don't know if he would go straight into the, the, the first 11. I would, personally, without trying to keep digging him out, I'd put him maybe, try him up front, because I think the wingers are, are, are great at the moment, and so he would be knocking on the door. But I would just, I would rather us get in another centre-back or an out-and-out striker, if I'm honest. 4,320 minutes, man. I would get an out-and-out striker um, or or somebody, a, a centre-back, in case we get an injury to Van de Ven and uh, Romero because with, with Sanchez being our best option without it is crazy. <coughs> Who's the striker? No, James, who? who? Oh, who? <laughs> Gift Orban. <laughs> Gift Orban, I'd get. I wouldn't, I wouldn't get... Uh, no, Brennan Johnson, I know he can play against the, the top three, but I'd get an out-and-out out -and -out striker. James, when you said earlier you were confident that Spurs will finish fourth, getting yeah, Champions League football for next season, yeah. do you think we've got the depth 
if we don't sign any other players or 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 if we did only sign Brennan Johnson uh, before this window closed? Do you think that's enough? Yes. The reason you the do. reason that, yes, the reason I think that though is okay, we didn't look like we had the depth today, but that's nine changes. That is nine changes. That's not one or two which shows up your depth. That's nine. We're not going to unless we get nine injuries in the season. Uh, no, I still I still believe four, four, fifth. I'm not going to put a bet on it. So yeah, I, I don't. I, I think we have got this, the depth to do it in the with Ange Ball, but um, it, it depends where we get the injury. Centre backs, we haven't got the depth. No chance. Uh, we have got the depth up front, uh, apart from maybe get a striker in. Midfield, uh, although they weren't there today, like we've got um, the three midfielders we've got coming in. We've got Benson Core coming back that we we've forgotten about, I suppose, at the moment. That's that's depth coming. Um, so yeah, I do I do believe. I think I think Benton Core is going to be incredible with Angeball, and I think Brian Hill is going to be incredible with Angeball. These people are not here at the moment, and the only place we haven't got strength in depth for me is centre backs. Craig, do you? Craig, do you want to have a quick word on uh, Brendan Johnson, your thoughts on that? And then I'm going to ask you about what you actually want for the rest of this window in terms of incomings. James, you killed Chris before you even did anything. I've never seen his face turn like that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I th- I, out of Gift Orban and Brendan Johnson, um, personally, I'm prob- I mean, I'd love them both. We're not going to get them both, are we? But I, probably if you're talking Premier League proven, you've got... Uh, Johnson for me, he's, he's exceptionally quick. I, I did hear that he was the fastest player in the Premier League. I, I can't believe that. I would have thought Traore was was quicker, but I know Van he's very quicker. fast. Yeah. Sorry, Van Van Der Ven. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's rapid. He, but yeah, he was. Um, I've come on here many times. And I said I love pace. I love players with pace because you can't mark pace, but you've got to be have the skills to go with it. Traore's got that blistering pace, but he's never really been a footballer with skills to go with it. I think Johnson's got something about him. Um, I, If that's the one, look, regardless of what I think, if that's the player that Ange wants, then we should go and get him. That's 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 the main thing. But we need a centre forward. I don't care what anybody says about the goals being spread out. I get that. I get that. And every team should have that. But your centre forward is the one that your job is to score goals. You know, that's your primary task. And if you've got a false nine or whatever, I know, I know other teams have played with false nines, teams that are a lot better than us. I think he need, I think he still needs that focal point. If Harry Kane was still here, he'd be playing, wouldn't he? And Harry Kane's a centre-forward. So, for me, you need a centre-forward, even if it's just to challenge Richarlison. Somebody who's going to bang you in 15-plus goals a year. You need that in the team. You, you do need that. Darren, let's come to you. Um, now, let's talk about outgoings because there could be a number of outgoings. We all hope there's going to be a number of outgoings. It does look like Eric Dyer will be heading out the door. Of course, he wasn't involved in the evening squad against Fulham. He hasn't been involved in any of the squads in the three Premier League games so far. There is talk about uh, possible moves to Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund and apparently other clubs interested in the uh, former England international. Tongyon Dombele, it looks like he could go out the door as well. Hasn't featured at all. Uh, despite people thinking he's injured, he isn't injured. He's just not being picked. Um, Giovanni Lo Celso now looks like he's going to stay at the football club. He wants the challenge and he wants to impress in the Premier League. Tanganga, he is now in talks with Torino. 
but of course, we've heard many times um, clubs such as Inter Milan, AC Milan, interested in previous windows, but a move has never materialised. Jed Spence, he is now on his way, or he's been to Leeds today to uh, take part in his medical, a £1 million loan fee. Davinson Sanchez, of course, we've spoken a lot about. Um, various reports today and in the last couple of weeks are stating that clubs have offered around €9 million, Euros, but Spurs want between €10 and €15 million. Euros. Pierre Mujoybier, Manchester United are in talks with his representatives over a move. Spurs rejected a £30 million pound move uh, or an offer from Atletico Madrid earlier on in this summer. Uh, Lloris is still at the club. Sergio Reglon is still at the club. Uh, Cessnon is still out injured. Brian Hill is still out injured but those two could possibly go out on loan. The players that I've mentioned there, what do you expect to happen in terms of outgoings? I think I would like at least four to go out the door. I think our squad is just way too big, way, way, way too big. And they need it needs trimming down so we can at least get one or two that are really knocking at the door. Because a lot of those players you just named are like forgotten men. Like, they're nowhere near the team, they're nowhere near the training ground, but they're still collecting a wage and they're still affecting what we're doing. And I think we're going to have to, Levy's going to have to be very smart. I think he may have to cut his losses on a few mil here and there on players' fees. But I think what Angie's doing and what that 11 is doing, when you look at the 11 that we started with in our last game, not obviously talking about tonight, obviously, that... 11 is so fresh there's such there's so many new ideas there's so many new players that look fresh and they look like they're really bought in let's not let's not tamper with that let's not dampen it so i would hope four four need to go for me i hope we can get rid of four that'd be really helpful james i just counted up those players that i named there 11 players that's a whole team how many of those do you expect to go out the door, Spurs to cash in on some of these? And we had heard earlier on this summer that Spurs were going to be ruthless this window and perhaps even rip up a few contracts. Do you think that, that might be the case? Well, that's what I was going to mention. Yeah, I, I do actually. I think they would. I think it might it doesn't work out mathematically with a couple of players that are right at the end of their season, their contracts anyway. I think like Dyer and Lloris have got less than a year left of there or something. Yeah. So it makes yeah. sense, I suppose, even financially. I think I think they would, yeah. If they're nowhere near the squad, no chance of getting in. They've spoken to Aaron's name, got a chance to get in the team. Then why have them around? Um, why be paying a wage? So yeah, I, I do think that they will. They will do that. I, how many how many people do we expect to leave? Probably close to what Darren's saying. Probably four. How many do I want? Probably the majority of them, to be honest with you. But that yeah. does mean one every what is it now? Fifty six minutes. One of your fifty. <laughs> get rid of so I don't know the, um, the, I don't... the thing I wanted to ask James does it because Ange Postacoglu has said this on a number of occasions including tonight after the Fulham game in the press conference that we've got to offload these players first before we bring new players in to help him is that fair on him because the Harry Kane money supposedly is sitting there I've always questioned it as soon as Harry Kane went out the door I've always questioned it stating, did we spend that Harry Kane money already or is that money sitting there for Postacoglu to go out and spend? Because really, it, it shouldn't really be Postacoglu's problem that we've got all of these players. No. The club should be helping him out. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. And I, t I totally agree with that and they definitely should be. What probably we'll see, I'm not saying we should see, but what, um, I want to see, what we probably will see is that being spent in January uh, or and maybe even next summer, which is horrible. But January, I reckon. I know. Um, but we've got to get these players out beforehand. Maybe 
Maybe they'll rip up the contracts that we don't get out out the door, and that's the people we buy in. Maybe we'll get one or two through the door. But how many have we got left now? Is it 29, 30 players, and we need 25? I don't know what's the maths on it. I don't, do you know the maths on it, Chris? Well, there's a, fair, there's a fair few players to get out. And, yeah. uh, you know, Jed Spence, it looks like he's gone out the door today to Leeds. Uh, but what I mean, and, and, and this is why I read this list out, is Davinson Sanchez, for instance, if it's just the sake of a, a million or two that Spurs yeah. want and you could offload this player and save your wage bill, should but you not just offload them? The only problem is, and, I, and again, like maybe you shouldn't be, but he, he's looking like the next choice centre-back if there's an injury because he's played him a few times now. So if he does go out the door and we don't get enough time to get somebody else in in the two days that are left, then we've left ourselves short. I'm not saying he shouldn't do that. I'd, I'd, like, I'd rather see him get rid of him and replaced. Absolutely. Especially in that area. But maybe that's what's happening. Maybe they're keeping hold or trying to get a good deal because they see him as, as the, the direct backup. What we've got with centre-backs, for me, is we've got two extremely amazing ones. I think they're brilliant, that pairing. And that will drop. that standard drops massively when one of them gets injured. So that's why I keep thinking that has to be the place that they go for. But yeah, um, that's. But it looks like he's, he's, he's well ahead of Dyer in the pecking order uh, and Tanganga. So that's my, my, why they're holding out at the moment. Maybe, the, they, maybe they should get the deal over the line beforehand with, some, with someone coming in. Who's the guy from Fulham we're interested in? I think they mentioned it. I'm coming, they're tossing, is it named? Yeah. Hosting a bar, a Darabioko, but it, we, we've spoken, we've spoken to him before. He's uh, he's on the verge of joining Monaco. Spurs are still interested in him, uh, right. so it'll be interesting to see whether that one gets over the line. Of course, Spurs were also talking to Clement Longley uh, and Barcelona right. for, for most Hopefully, of the summer. Villa got him, mate. Villa, uh, yeah, oh, yesterday. Just take him. Yeah. Um, Craig, let's take this comment from Stephen on screen. Um, reality is, and screwed up this evening. Uh, we have 35 plus one FA Cup left. We played 63 games in the Europa Conference League season. No excuses and this is on you. Is that harsh on Ange Postacoglu this evening? As I, I'll go back to what I said at the uh, beginning of the show. I think he made a mistake changing that many players. Um, personally, I'd like to see him four or five changes at most. Um, yeah, I think he's got to take it on the chin for tonight. Doesn't mean to say I love the guy any less. I just think he got it wrong tonight. Um, if we'd been at home, then... Uh... <laughs> for those listening on audio... Yeah, for those listening on audio, we've got yeah. Daniel Levy um, in the stream tonight. And I'll tell you what, if this is Daniel Levy, <laughs> fair play to you. He's saying, um, relax, he's pulling an all-nighter. Um, free overnight shipping on all the players. Trust old Danny boy. So, um, okay, Dan. The protests work. Yeah, yeah, it must have. The, look, the thing is, I think... We, get all, we get all the best people on this channel. Yeah. We, we do, we do. You know, we, we think also, that some... some He's now. I, what they normally have to put in for a comment is ten pound, and he's just—he's again—he's been a bit cheap, isn't he? There. <laughs> it must be the, it must be the real deal, then. Yeah, it it's obviously it proves it's him. He's definitely leaving. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's you, Dan, and it? it's you, Dan. Um, I, coming, <laughs> coming back to the um, Premier League squad, I think um, I think we have—is it twenty-five, Chris, in the squad? Yeah, they can name. Yeah. So we must have just a rough 
back of fag packet, packet calculation. We must have what 35, 36 still in our squad, yeah, something a lot. like that. It's a lot, yeah. So, so of all those players you mentioned, even if we want to bring in two, he's got to get rid. He's got to get down to twenty-three to bring in two, so he can name them all in the squad. That's the trouble we've got, and they haven't helped Ange out here by not getting these players out the door. It was notorious that when when Paratici was here, he's good at getting players in. But he's not so good at getting players out. And I think that's kind of bled over and that's still continuing. It's incredibly frustrating that these players... Do. must be frustrating for the players as well. But the problem we've got is these players at Tottenham, as most premiership teams, they're on such a good wage and they've got it so good. European clubs that come in, they can't afford their wages and so they're kind of in limbo. They're stuck here. Yeah, and that's true. what we're going to see. That is what we're going to see, and that's why the loan deals sometimes work, and we have to cover some of the some of the wages. You know, um, I th- I'm glad Spencer's got a loan. I'm glad to see him go on loan with no obligation. I think hopefully he'll have a good season at Leeds and come back a better player. But there's so many players we need to get out. Can, we can need for me. What, yeah, what, why are you happy that Jed Spencer's got a loan? Because I'm of the belief of the, if if the manager or the head coach don't want you there and you're not part of their plans, why don't you just offload them by selling them rather than keep loaning these players out? Perhaps he still sees something in Spence. Perhaps he wants him to go on loan. That's the only thing I can think. That, that in my mind, if, you, if, you, if you're loaning to an English team, then he, he wants that player to get experience in the English league. And for me, I think he possibly sees something in Jed Spence. And I think... I've always liked Jed Spence. I'd love to have seen him get a run, but he's never really had a chance. And the times I have seen him, he hasn't really shone. So getting back to the players we've got to get out, I, I, I am sick of us. And you've said it, Chris, you feel the same as this. I know you do. Um, just feeling like we're two or three players short at the end of a transfer window. You know, just, you know, why do we push, you know, every time. And I can just see it coming again. You know, if we, we might get Brendan Johnson in, but, you know, we think, oh, we should have gone for X, Y, Z player. Why didn't we go for Tapsober as well as Van der Ven, you know? Why didn't we get both of them in? Are we going to be short in that area? Could we do, if Hoybier goes out, well, oh, we should really go for another, you know, I personally think we should have probably gone for James Ward-Prowse. I think he'd have been a really good squad player. I think he would have been an upgrade. and We never pushed for him. Um, of course, he started really well at West Ham. So, you know, we just always seem to be a few players short, and we learned that to our cost for the Champions League. You know, if we, I'd still maintain if we'd kept Moussa Dembele for six months and not taken the five million, we would have stood a better chance of winning that. And it's just that feeling that we're going to be a bit short again in a very, very important season where we're trying to get back into the the, the, the top top tier of the game, and we're going to fall a bit short because of what they're saying, that we can't get players out the door. It's re- really frustrating. Right, it's time to get positive again because uh, we're back in Premier League action on Saturday against Burnley at Turf Moor, 3pm kickoff. Uh, Burnley have had two Premier League games so far. They have lost both of them at home, uh, 3-0 against Manchester City and 3-1 against Aston Villa. They were due to play Luton Town, but that game was postponed. Um, they are sitting in 18th place in the league table. I know it doesn't mean anything at this stage of the season. Spurs are third after a good start to the season in the Premier League. Uh, of course, two wins and one draw. Darren, let's start with you. And this is the final question. I know we're, we've been going on for some time now. 
Um, Burnley away on Saturday. What do you expect? Do you expect the same starting eleven uh, that played against Bournemouth? And do you expect a win and the three points? I expect the same starting eleven that played at Bournemouth. I expect that whole squad to have had their ears ringing from today and the training sessions to be intense. I am expecting a big, big win from Tottenham. I'm expecting a performance that shows everybody that we had a mistake. We hit a blip. We hit one of Andy's bumps in the road. And now we are back. We went round the roundabout and we're back. I'm going to go 3-0 win, Tottenham. 3-0? Yep. Richie's going to get one as well. Uh, actually, very, very similar to Darren's. I, I, I think the same. I think that was a blip. We got, we have got the the three performances I see before. Like I've gone back to that is no fluke. That is three games of really amazing football being played, and yeah, we'll look at everywhere they go. Yeah, three. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go four one Tottenham, an absolute route. <laughs> yeah. My you man, giving him a goal. You're my a man, Richarlison, with all four. My boy, I can no. I want to go four-one <laughs> Tottenham. I think I think we'll absolutely destroy him. I think Andy's going to tear into him. None of them, the nine that he changes, will come back again. I hope Udogi is not injured. I don't know anything on that. Um, but he was on it's the bench. So it's uh, fine. Yeah, you keep the right. four. Yeah, yeah, four-one, four-one Spurs. James, is that realistic that Vincent Company will lose three games on the trot in the Premier League? Yeah. yeah, it is. But only because the Luton game was postponed. <laughs> but, <Okay>. um, <laughs> but yeah, it will, it will be. Yeah, yeah. I think it will. Like this, it, yeah, we're, we're too much for them. We're definitely too much for them. I love the confidence from uh, Darren and James. I think uh, Darren's egging you on a little bit, by the way. No, Craig, no, no, no. Thank you. Craig, are you there? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. What did <laughs> He was too shocked. Oh, I was, I was miles, I was miles away. Sorry. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the other chaps. I think um, it's far too early in the season to get downbeat. Uh, I think we're going to win two 0 I think we're going to be back to what we've been used to. I think it's going to be the same starting eleven uh, as we see last week. Um, and I think Burnley will lose their third game in a row, and we're going to get back to. Get back to winning ways, and this is a blip, like Darren said. It's it's just a bump, and uh, yeah, it'd be lovely to go into the uh, international break with uh, undefeated in the Premier League. What do you Come think, on. Chris? What do you think, Chris? Um, I think we'll cut the feet hat off. Yeah, I, I think we'll win. I think we'll win two one. Um, yeah. Three points is three points. Um, I'm loving this entertaining football. And I tell you what, the away games under Postacoglu at the moment, it is well worth mentioning this. Like Bournemouth the other day was unbelievable. It was one of the best atmospheres I've ever witnessed uh, an away game. Um, and, I, and I love the feeling that Ange Postacoglu has just instilled into these fans. Um, the, the, the crowd just don't stop singing the songs of the players. Postacoglu um, on the concourses, it's amazing. Of course, singing... Your songs, James, and many others. It's it's, it's incredible. It's an incredible atmosphere yeah. at the moment. So, the away fans are just are just uh, one of the best things about this club. If I'm honest, I think they're absolutely brilliant. And I've seen videos of, the, of them on the. There's a thing called Tottenham tours, and I both both stay for the film. Yeah. It looks absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. So, you know, hopefully we can get the three points and uh, you know keep climbing up that Premier League table and. Uh, you know, keep learning from performances, but of course, keep picking up points as well. But I'm loving Poster Coglu and what he's doing 
uh, at the moment. Just just not tonight in the in, in the League Cup. Um, Darren, um, lovely to have you back on. Thanks so much for for coming back. Uh, would love to have you on again in the near future. What are you up to at the moment? Where can people find you? Um, always always on an advert somewhere. Always selling you something. Craig spotted me again, and there's a few more coming up real soon. Um, always a pleasure being on, Chris. You know that. Chris, I just want to do one thing for you, my friend, because I know that you are nominated for your up for an award and you deserve to win this award. And there are a lot of people that are watching this pod, listening to it on Spotify. Please make sure you go and vote for Chris. Vote for this platform. Chris has done an amazing job. This is not easy, what he does. He is a, he is a genius. He's a lovely human being and he deserves an award for it. So I would like everyone to make that happen. And James, keep the songs coming, my man. Well, keep we'll the songs coming. We'll loving everyone. But Craig, you're a legend. On, Everyone's yeah. a legend there. I'm loving I'm loving it. Good company. Good company. <laughs> Darren, thank you so much. Look forward to having you back on very soon. Um, James, where can people find you? And... Uh, what TV appearances and radio appearances have you got coming up? Um, well, actually, there was talk. I don't know, maybe it's going to materialise on things like this morning and stuff like that. And that, that, uh, that's in, in the part, I don't really know. I'm not paying attention too much to it. It's got so big that I'm not paying attention. Whatever happens is great. And people email me, I'll go, I'll go on. But I've been on like things like Talk Sport and uh, BBC. And um, yeah, I've just been looking forward to doing some more of that, maybe. But I ain't. As long as the Spurs fans sing it, I don't care if Robbie sings it. To be honest, you know I mean, I'm more enamoured if, if the Spurs fans are singing it and getting involved. I'm there for that. This is my job, and I'm Tottenham above everything else. So, uh, where you can find me is the voice of Spurs on every single channel, uh, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, and I play at the Tottenham Stadium uh, every single home game. So. Come and see me over at the Shelf Bar or the White Hart. And on my social media, I'll tell you where I'll be playing. The, the um, Sheffield United game, I'm at the White Hart Bar, which is level five, block 525. James, where were you and how did you find out? And what was your reaction when you saw Robbie Williams singing your lyrics to your song? I was down the pub and I was quite drunk. So I didn't believe I was seeing it right for quite a bit. I looked at it. Someone said, someone said to me, and his name is Robbie Hotspur, which is even more mental. Sent me a message just saying, by the way, it's on. And I didn't work out what he was saying. I didn't, I didn't, and I looked up further down the message and he mentioned about Robbie Williams doing it in soundcheck. And I'm like, what? What's on? And he's saying, like, he's spoken to him. He showed you it. He loves it. He wants to do something with it. And I said, oh, yeah, no worries, man. Yeah, no. Just give me a credit, which he didn't. So, um, <laughs> So I'm loving Gary Barlow. No, I mean, I, I, I didn't. To be fair, I didn't give him a credit when I covered it. It's his, it's his, I nicked his song, he nicked my lyrics, one all. Do you know what I mean? But uh, no, it, it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. I think, I think in about a week's time, when I look back at that, it will be like, wow, how the hell has that happened? What's going on? But, um, but it does. It makes it, it's, it's still not as good as hearing the Spurs fans sing my stuff. That, that is everything to me and that is that always will be so as cool as it is it's not as cool as the Spurs bit but yeah I was down the pub and I was drunk and then an Australian on radio station said can we do an interview with you and it was like I was steaming (laughs) 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 I shouldn't really say that well yeah but I still did it and um but yeah it's 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 blown up to something that I can't even fathom um and it's been it's been lovely um yeah, amazing. But I don't well, want people. I don't want people to think that it's his thing. That's the only thing that he, it's his lyrics because he he kind of put it up as himself, didn't he? But uh, do you know what? I ain't that fast. Like everyone, everyone knows it's you, James. I tell yeah. you what, you've been over the internet so much. 
this past week and uh, you deserve you know all the success you get it's been wonderful so please do keep the uh the wonderful work and all your lyrics and all these songs keep coming out and we can't wait to hear the james madison one once yeah. he scores a couple of free kicks for us so uh, yeah f- fantastic craig what songs have you got coming out <laughs> Funny you should say that. It's going to surprise you now. I sent James a song. I wrote one, didn't I? Do you remember? I emailed yeah. you back in back yeah, in June. That, huh? that shut down. And, up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but the thing is, J- James wanted me to sing it and send it to him. I said, "There's no, no way." Well, you want you out getting drunk somewhere? You see, that's that's the key. You out. No, it was. You might do it tonight and record it because you're out having a few drinks or something. Did you say that? That's right. Yeah, yeah. No, I wrote it when I was drunk. Um, uh, yes. and it's, oh, um, yeah, I'm not singing it, by the way, but um, oh, I thought yeah. it was quite good. James thought it was a bit slow. So um, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it was too... Um, like you tonight. That's why call it the blues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it, it was to the... Uh, Tune is, I guess that's why they call it the blues, wouldn't it? That's James, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's with, with it football time, but you've got to be a bit like, but you can speed it up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, let's see, yeah, let's yeah, see it goes. We'll take it from there. Yeah, I might well, see well, it when I'm drunk. No, seriously, Greg, where, where can people find you on social media if they want to follow you? Oh, oh, oh yeah. Um, uh, at Dearman9 on Twitter, if you want to give me a follow, uh, that'd be lovely. I think, I think I'm about. 300 odd subscribers or followers or whatever it's called it's not twitter even is it i'm god it's x whatever right. elon musk has changed it to x it just don't seem right so but yeah if you want to give me a follow that'd be lovely well craig darren james thanks so much for joining me this evening uh, to talk about tottenham's defeat in the carabao cup but we will be back in premier league action on saturday uh, the spurs chat podcast will be back uh, straight after the game uh, turf more against burnley Let's hope that we're talking about a win and three points in the Premier League. Thanks for watching, everyone. Thanks for listening. And we will see you again very soon. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade.